0: You're listening to ReachMD, and this is Vascular Viewpoints, sponsored by Beckton Dickinson, advancing the world of health. In this program, we will be discussing recently updated Gavacelt recommendations for vascular access. For more information on the Gavacelt study, please visit www.gavacelt.it. Here's your host, Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Coming to you from the ReachMD studios, this is a special COVID-19 edition of Vascular Viewpoints, and I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Joining me to share insights on the recently updated Gavacelt recommendations for vascular access in critical care settings is Dr. Mauro Pitteruti, surgeon and professor at the Catholic University Hospital in Rome. Dr. Pitteruti is founder and president of the Italian Group of Central Venus Axis, an expert consensus group responsible for issuing the internationally renowned Gavacelt recommendations that we'll be reviewing today. Dr. Petruti, welcome to the program. Uh,
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Before we dive in, can you provide an overview of your work with the Gavacelt team of experts and the recent conditions in Italy that led to your updated intensive care recommendations?
1: Our document really was born from the experience of um, many of our colleagues, physicians and nurses who are working in this emergency, different hospital of Italy, because while the thing was getting more and more severe and more tragic, I would say, we were learning on the field some very important concept. And some of us have focused on some aspects, some others focus on other aspects, but at the very end, we try to put together the lessons that we learned on the field on the different levels. The level of the choice of device, the insertion technique, the maintenance technique, and protective measure during the insertion. So we make an effort to note which we are the most important point that we would like to participate, to share with others.
0: That's a great setup, Dr. Pitteruti. Why don't we then focus on device selection highlights from the recommendations, which take into account some unique challenges in the ICU for COVID patients. And starting with peripheral venous access devices, such as midline catheters, your team reported an issue with this approach when patients needed ventilation support. Can you speak to that problem?
1: Yes. So we have discovered that the peripheral venous access was Practically enough was sufficient for hydration and supportive therapies in the patient who were not in the unit, but or patient anyway who are not intubated, who are not going through non invasive ventilation, etc. cetera. And coming to the choice of this peripheral venous access device, we found out that the best strategy was to reduce the number of procedures. If you're using a short peripheral cannula. A PIV, as they call it in USA, and then you have to probably to replace it very frequently every two or three days. And to multiply the number of procedure is something that you absolutely do not want in the COVID patient. So it's much better to put a midline cancer, which will stay for days and weeks, and doing the procedure just one time. Also, the midline uh, catheters that we use in Europe, which are quite long, they typically allow very good blood sampling. Of course, there's always the possibility that the patient gets worse. And in this case, we were replacing midline catheters over guide wire with the peripheral insert central catheter before getting the patient into the intensive care unit. And
0: there were problems with compression of the axillary veins whenever dealing with the potentiality of adding ventilation support. Isn't that correct?
1: Yes, exactly. That was another very important point. We found out that the helmets that are used for CPAP or, or generally speaking, for non-invasive ventilation, if attached to the under the axilla, may the axillary vein. Some of these helmets have tight straps under the armpits, so to speak. It's not absolutely a universal concept because there are also helmets which stay in place autonomously and other helmets which are maintained in place through straps which go to the bed, for instance. But when the straps is under the armpits, there is inevitably a compression of the axillary vein. And this maneuver is always associated with the edema and the risk of thrombosis, regardless of whether there is a venous axis or not. But anytime you have a peripheral venous axis in the arm and you increase the flow by the infusion that you deliver, whether it is a venous stasis, then you have a risk of thrombosis. In this patient, we found that it was much better to have a peripheral at the central line which will deliver after the compression of the axillary vein in the central veins, or even to use ephemeral line.
0: And I want to touch upon those because we're turning to central venous access, which is the next logical step here in intensive care. And I was struck by some of the special considerations for using peripherally inserted central catheters in COVID patients. There were a number of considerations, insertion safety factors, anticoagulation protocols,
1: Most of these patients were anticoagulated, severely anticoagulated. And you know that when you have a patient with severe anticoagulation, a peak insertion is relatively free of risk. But on the contrary, A direct puncture for a central line, such as the jugular subclavian axillary or brachiocephalic, might be associated with a risk of local complication, which might be really also life-threatening. So the safety was an issue, both for the pleuropulmonary complication. Think of the tragedy of making a pneumothorax accidentally during a subclavian insulation to a patient which already had a critical pneumonia. But there are other aspects, especially related to the dressing. If you have a dressing of a central, and central line in the infraclavicular, supracavicular area, and the patient is pronated, most of his secretion inevitably will soak, will flood the dressing of the central line. And uh, on the contrary, if you have a femoral line or a peak, uh, this will not happen. I say that in standard condition, very often a line uh, which is inserted in the neck or a supracabicula area uh, is wet because of secretions, but the secretions of uh, the COVID patient are particularly dense.
0: And there were specific thoughts within the cell recommendations on the comparative thrombotic risks between central catheter types in the intensive care unit setting for COVID patients. Can you walk us through some of those considerations?
1: Yes. There's still a lot of confusion in this area. We don't have data to tell whether in a COVID patients the catheter-related venous thrombosis is actually increased as a risk or not. There are many centers who have noticed an increased risk of pulmonary venous thrombosis. And probably this thrombosis which happened into the minor vessels of the lung might have also an important pathogenic role. But there is no hard data now telling whether the central lines are more prone to catheter thrombosis in these patients. The confusing factor is the fact that After the first experience, everybody realized that the COVID patient-intensive care unit needed anticoagulation. So the actual risk of thrombosis was somehow biased by the fact that most of the patients were anticoagulated. But as I told you, there is no hard data telling whether there is increased thrombosis or not.
0: So, Dr. Pitaruzzi, let's switch gears then to consider the insertion techniques recommended within these guidelines to better meet the needs of intensive care units dealing with COVID-19. And there were several considerations with respect to insertion techniques. But my first question to you is, as a broad-based question, should x-rays in intensive care units within this pandemic have any place in confirming proper placement and the absence of pneumothorax, or is ultrasound really the way to go here?
1: Ultrasound is way to go. Also in non COVID patients, if you think of the comparison between what the ultrasound and EKG can can give you and what X ray gives you, in terms of reducing the time, reducing resources, increased safety, increased accuracy, reduced waste of resources, you should always prefer ultrasound-based duplication or inter-cavitary deplocation in any patient. But this becomes even more important in the COVID patient. This is uh, the interesting lesson uh, that uh, we will learn also in the future after this COVID, uh, hopefully something of the past. The fact that in this situation, we understood that the idea of doing things faster, easier, and with less resources will become incredibly important. As we already mentioned, to have a chest a controlled by chest X-ray is not more accurate than ultrasound or intracavital EKG. It's only more expensive and associated with more risk of contamination. Either you bring the, patient, the, bring the machine to the patient or, or you take the patient to the X-ray department, is still a high risk of, for the operators of contamination and also contamination of the machinery.
0: Well, that was an excellent review, Dr. Pitaruti. But before we go, I want to touch upon what the recommendations called a potentially positive side effect of this otherwise tragic situation. And that's a renewed focus on safety and resource efficiency that you were just talking about. What were some strategies that we can take away from this pandemic to help improve vascular access protocols going forward?
1: Well, first of all, the concept is that You can improve your vascular access practice by implementing vascular access team of nurses and doctors who are specifically trained and able to insert any kind of device, choosing the device according to the needs of the individual patient. That was extremely important. There was a gap in the clinical outcome between centers who had the vascular access team, where, the, for instance, nurses and doctors are able to insert midline and pigs, and other small hospitals where they had not such knowledge, and the only thing they could do is either to insert a peripheral IV or a central central line. You know, if you don't have a wide choice of device, you may be choosing something which might be dangerous for the patient. I often quote an American proverb, American motto, which you may know better than I do, which says when your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. If the only thing you can do is insert a central line by the jugular vein, then you will find a patient to which this approach is not appropriate. On the contrary, you should do several things, several approaches, several devices with the best technique possible. And this is at its best, performed by a vascular access team of specifically trained people. That was the first lesson, absolutely. And the second is about optimization of the insertion technique, which means ultrasound, intra-cavitary KG. and one thing we did not mention is also the problem of protecting and securing the excess So In Europe, we use a lot of channel glue, for instance, to avoid bleeding. If you put the chanaclite glue at the exit side or a peak or a central line or a peripheral line, it will stop bleeding and you don't have to change the dressing after 24 hours. Now, change the dressing after 24 hours in a non-COVID patient to go back into the room of the patient, it means more waste of resources and more risk of contamination. So a simple thing like putting glue will avoid this.
0: Well, those were fantastic, concrete examples of ways that we can improve uh, across the world our intensive care unit protocols and procedures, the best practices in play that have come from this very, very difficult situation. I uh, very much want to thank my guest, Dr. Mauro Pitaruti, for joining me to review key insights from the updated Gaviceld recommendations in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Pitaruti, it was great having you on the program. Thanks so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Vascular Viewpoints, sponsored by Beckton Dickinson, advancing the world of health. For more information on the Gaviselt study, please visit www.gavacelt.it. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.